I would do systemic stuff in the class, the students in the class, I would show them stuff I was learning there. And at the time I didn't realize that my massage was being influenced by stuff. I didn't realize. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Roy, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to get you on there. So, Systema instructor, body worker, game designer, you're a man of many, many talents, um, and I'd like to get into some of those and maybe how uh, Systema relates to other aspects of your life as we go in, and father also, you know, a family man. Um, but first off, can you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Where do you, um, where do you teach? Uh, where's your school? I teach in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. The school is called Hatchers Just Breathe. We're located at the 7945 North Triana Street here in Charlotte in the university area. Cool, gotcha. How long have you been uh, how long have you been running Hatchers Just Breathe there? So the school, the current location, we've been there, we just made a year at our current location. Nice, congrats. Uh, but I had I had my school for I guess about five years, five or six years, something like that. Cool. And how long have you been training Systema kind of in total? Because uh, you, you were already well in by the time I, I uh, found you, I think, when I was in uh, North Carolina myself. Yes. Um, it's been 16 years now. It's uh, 2002. About 2002. Great. So so did you study other stuff before that? How did you find your way to Systema? What was the in for you? I started my formal martial arts training in um in 1995, in the Air Force, I started doing um, Aikikai, Aikido. Yeah. Under, um, it was the Tohei Shihan, uh, that um, sect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I went from there, I did, um, I stayed in Aikido for about two years or so. Um, I was going up for, I think, my brown belt or whatever. And then I, Aikido was cool, and I and I and I really loved it, uh, the flow and, the, and all of that. Yeah. But um, I had some guys, and I was in the military at the time. And I had some guys. Um, we used to get together and and just you know goof around and fight, but yeah, play fight kind of. You know, we get hurt or whatever. And trying to use Aikido um, was a if a person it a person attacks you a certain kind of way, Aikido didn't work for me, I would say it like that. Yeah. And so I went for something else. Um, and so I found um, a Koji Kan Aiki Jiu Jitsu, which was a derivative of, um, I think it's called Sanso, uh, it's Moses Powell's um, art style. Okay. And, uh, and that, it was the instructor used to always tell us to paint people red. Somebody does something to you, paint a red, right? Okay, it's so a lot more aggressive. So very, more, yeah. very aggressive, uh, brutal training. It was really fun. Uh, a lot of people got hurt on the mat, hmm. and uh, you know it was, it, it was fun. But because you know I'm a teenager, right? So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is this the shit, man. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, then I found my way. I got deployed to Korea, I found my way in Korea, and uh, I won't, won't take too long with the story, but I found my way in Korea, got to Korea, um, got into a few fights when I was over there, yeah. um, and was looking for a style to help me calm down mm. 
the aggressiveness, and I found uh, Item Kondo, which was a Korean sword style, but it wasn't about clashing the swords. The sword was more of an extension of your self, and uh, it was more, it was, it was more, it was very beautiful. It was more, you know, you, you move with the blade, and it was more meditative and things like that. We've never so actually fought with swords. It wasn't like that. Okay. Um, at yeah. least not at the beginning level that I went right? Yeah. Um, but in order to get, in order to get even into the training, it was like some stuff out of a damn Kung Fu movie or something because I had to leave off base because I didn't want to do any of the base martial arts. I didn't want to do Taekwondo or anything yeah. that was on base. Mm. I wanted to do authentic. I was in Korea, so I wanted to do you know authentic Korean martial art with a Korean. So I went off base. Yeah. Um, and I found this place. It, was a, it looks like a house. Found this place. Guy didn't speak any English. He wouldn't let me come in. You know, he's like, go, go. He knew, go. You know, I said, go. Like, go away. Go. Mm. I went to the door, like this little screen door. I knocked it on the door. Go, go. Wouldn't let me come in. Um, so I just, I, I leave. I come back. I pestered this dude every day, man. Mm. Um, and eventually, you know, standing out in the rain, going down in the cold, whatever, eventually he let me come in and they gave me a wooden sword and I got to line up with the class. He didn't speak English. He didn't say anything. I had to like mimic everything I saw. And it was pretty, it, it was um, looking back at it. Now it was, and think about it, I was very fortunate. It was really, um, I was really lucky, but it still didn't stop the the, the temperament that I had. The aggressive um, tendencies. So, so in a sense, so you, yeah. um, so initially, so you did Aikido because you wanted to learn how to fight, and then you figured out that you kind of like fighting, mm-hmm. and so you look for something that, to, to help you not get into fights. Is that kind of fair to say? Well, so I did Aikido because when I was in the military, when I got to Texas, yeah. um, I already knew that I kind of liked to fight from high school and things like that. So when I okay. did Aikido, I knew that Aikido was supposed to help you um, be able to redirect another person's aggression, use it, um, you know, use it towards them, but also it was very calming and peaceful. So that's how okay. it was. At least that's the way um, Kevin trained. So, so you, you, oh, so it's Kevin Choate you trained with? Or? Uh, or- it was a guy... Uh, who Dojo was Kevin Templer was his name. Oh, okay, sorry. I just I thought it might have been Kevin Choate. You know, yeah. he was also yeah, the late Kevin Choate, who was a Aikido sensei and a system of yeah, yeah, no. he's, a, he's a great guy. I got to meet uh, Toby Shiva. That was really cool. Amazing. But it's, but it sounds um it sounds like um so you kind of with the whole systema idea of knowing thyself, right? It seems like you'd figured out about yourself that you kind of that you like to fight and that you didn't take it down the alleyway of like that you want to be the most brutal fighter in the world. And you, 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 from a, from a fairly young age, it seems that you, you understood that a little bit about yourself, that you might have the tendency to become dangerous anyway. Um, and that you were seeking out things to help you kind of balance those things out. So. Yeah. So not having a brother at the time when I was growing up, um, having bigger cousins used to smack you around and, and then pitch you against other cousins <laughs> yeah. uh, to fight and then um, walking home from school by yourself getting jumped on yeah. um, 
getting fully, I got bullied in school a lot, man, in elementary, and I didn't know that I knew how to fight. Yeah. I didn't know that I knew how to fight until the one day that I actually hit a boy back. And when I hit him, it stunned him. And then I realized, oh shit, I can use these things. And, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then things changed, you know? Mm. Um, but I got bullied a lot, man. I got my lunch money taken. I got uh, a girl beat me up on on the uh, on the damn playground. I think I was in like the third grade or something. She scratched me right across the chest at the swing set. I remember. <laughs> wow. I didn't. I don't hit girls. You know. Mm. Yeah. So I got I got picked on and bullied a lot. Mm. Um, and then as I got older, like I said, the one day that I actually hit this kid back, um, Wilson. His name was Wilson. Hmm. I hit this kid back. And as soon as I hit him back, I realized, you know, it's, it's kind of like um, if, if you've got a gun and I got a gun, then there's there's a, a mutual respect. But if you've got a gun and I don't have a gun, yeah, and you're a bad person, yeah, you get what I'm saying? You're exploiting that so power imbalance. Like he's exploiting. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you're a bull. That's because... When I got in high school, I became the guy that fought the bullies, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't a bully. Sure. I became the guy that fought the bullies. And even when I was in the military and the fights I got into, it was usually always some asshole yeah. or some guy. I didn't start fights. I, even to this day, I'm, that's not my way. I'm, just, I'm not that yeah. type of person. But mm. I always wanted to get myself to a point to where I can protect people that I care about. I can protect myself. Sure. Um, so that's always been a motivating piece factor for me. So, so getting, get, getting bullied a little bit and getting into scraps kind of growing up. I mean, you, um, you're also a smaller guy for those that don't know, you know, um, Roy's not the, you know, towering he's Hulk. You, you might imagine him to be, if you've been on the end of one of his punches, you might feel like he, he's enormous, but, um, but you're a smaller guy, right? So and do you feel like that that fed into things as well, that people thought they could pick on you because you're, you, you weren't the biggest guy in the class or the biggest guy in the school? Yeah, I think, I think that had, some things to do with it and then um you know to my <clears throat> to my in school anyway i was um in my mind i was ugly i was an ugly guy i wasn't an attractive guy but <laughs> that's staggering to me because you um, were <laughs> <some reason, laughs> one of the most handsome guys, dudes i know right now like, inspire to your levels of cool man this is crazy <laughs> i appreciate that bro but yeah, i mean i'm just being real I, I you know i didn't look at myself like that um and but girls I guess would think that I was cute or whatever. And so guys being guys, you know, I would always find up on, end up on somebody's hit list because gotcha. nothing yeah. that I did. Yeah. I'm just being me walking around doing my thing and yeah. my mother. So, and I was raised by a woman. So I, I you know, I hold the door for, for women, for ladies, for women, for yeah. females or whatever. If somebody drops a pencil, I pick it up, you know, I'm yeah. You're a gentleman. Gentleman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, that used to get me in trouble with guys too. Right? Yeah, gotcha. Um, so you ended up so, just in the, in the crosshairs a lot of the time, right? Or just kind of like getting getting targeted a lot. Yeah. And so, not trying to. Yeah. You know, but. So so um so so your path takes you through the air force. It takes you to Korea. You start um, studying um, Aikido and then kind of more peaceful and harmonious martial arts. How, how did you find your way from that uh, into Sistema? What was your first exposure to Sistema? 
So uh, <clears throat> um, after coming back home and um, looking for something comparable to what I was learning in Korea, mm. I found an uh, art called uh, Tung Sudo. Yeah. Which is still a Korean style, but sure. it's more it's punching and kicking. You know. Yeah, and so I did, I did that for a while um, and competed and, and got uh, gold medals and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, for, point, for point fighting, though, right? It's point fighting. Yeah. Um, so it's really just who's the quick. And I'm, I'm pretty, I was pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, get in and boom, get out and so whatever. But um, it's still. It was it was good, um, but I wanted to get back to the grappling stuff. I wanted to get back to um, being able to do joint manipulation because I I guess I felt pretty confident that my hands were fast, my feet were fast. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I still need to get so if somebody grabs me. I still need to be able to do this grappling thing. So I I uh, met um, uh, Dean Stewart. And uh, attended his uh, Shoko Aiki Jiu Jitsu class mm. and really enjoyed it. Um, where I met, you know, Mark Jacobson and uh, it. Patrick and those guys we, too. Mm. We hit. Mm. We hit it off, and then and then. Um. Dean says to the guys, I was training with him for a while in the Aiki Jiu-Jitsu. Hmm. And then one day he comes in, he says, hey, I want to introduce you guys to uh, system. I want to bring this guy in. And it's a Russian martial art. And there was a bunch of guys in there at the time, man. They were old school. And they were like, you know, I don't want to learn no communist martial art or whatever. You know, that's how they were. And so yeah. they, they, they weren't in it. They, they didn't want any part of it, whatever. But Dean still brought and Martin Wheeler, right? Mm. So Martin comes in and to see Martin then, right? Um, and and uh, to admit, be very uh, open and honest, um, to see him walk in with like the little button up shirt, the collar and the khaki like slacks and the uh, <laughs> penny loafer kind of shoes. Yeah. He just didn't look very dangerous, you know? Yeah. Um, at the time. Hmm. He comes in and then, and especially training with the bruisers that we had, I mean, they had these big, you know, six foot whatever. They looked the part. Right? Yeah. You know, big guys in there. So, you know, they looked like they could do damage. And then you see Martin was like, okay, well, what is this guy going to show? So he comes in, we're sitting down, he's he's doing a demonstration, hmm. but he's talking, right? He's going to get into the demo, but he's talking. Yeah. First telling us about some stuff. And um, Bill Roth gets up and he goes, says he has to go to the bathroom. He gets up, he goes to the bathroom. He comes back and he has these two rattans, um, his screaming sticks with him. Mm-hmm. He's coming up behind Martin to like swing and hit Martin in the back of the head while Martin's talking. Well, Martin's talking and he turns and Bill swings the stick full on and Martin disarms him, knocks him to the ground, tosses the sticks over by the wall and turns back and keeps talking without losing a freaking breath, man. And when I saw <laughs> that, brother, I knew that I wanted 
that. Like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. And was that a know, conversion experience I, for the for the guy as well? The guy with the uh, screamer sticks? Did he uh, did he become a believer after that? Well, Bill was uh, is a ex um, combat Navy SEAL, so mm. his mentality, uh, you know, is, uh, he he did train in system for a while, and I, um, you know. He trained the system for a while, but you know, life, you know how people do. They get in, they, they do their thing, and they get out or whatever. But yeah. um, I just saw him recently, and he had asked me about training and you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but the I other guys like, in the group, did they feel the same way as you did after that visit with Martin? Was it, yeah, did it convert like some of them, some of them still didn't want any part of it? Or was it that you saw something in Martin and his movement that some others didn't? Yeah, well, you you've trained with several of the guys from from then since then, you know, yeah. um, Mark J, um, myself. Some some of the names, for whatever reason, it could just be the fact that I'm trying to think too hard because I can see their name, I can see their faces clearly in my head. JP, um, John Patterson. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, there's quite a few guys that that it came in that were in there that day Gil Fitz is another one um, right gotcha yeah but you know so there's there's quite a few but for, for me it was my moment I know for me at that moment that first taste was, mm. was all it took and I've been hooked ever since and then I met Vladimir shortly after that and it was I mean that was it was, that was the ink on the contract Senior Sistema Instructor Emmanuel Manolakakis will be coming to Durham, North Carolina the weekend of January the 26th and 27th, 2019 for a two-day in-depth look at deep Sistema principles entitled Sistema Explorations Part 1. This seminar is currently priced at $240 for both days or $150 for one day only. Certified Sistema Instructors receive an additional 10% discount. The seminar is now close to sold out with less than 10 spots remaining. So don't delay, register online today at ncsistema.com events. And if you heard our podcast episode with Vali Majd of Roots Dojo, British Columbia, you may have been intrigued by the idea of their intensive Sistema internships. Well, Roots Dojo is now taking applicants for the winter intensive at their secluded location on Denman Island, British Columbia. This is a unique opportunity to train twice a day, five days a week, under the watchful eye of Vali and his team. You can join for the full three months or just drop in for a week. For more info, check www.rootsdojo.com. Many thanks. Yeah, it's funny you say about the that impression you got of uh, Martin coming in and uh, you know, kind of uh, not looking like a big bruiser and not looking like a dangerous person, all that kind of stuff. Uh, once me and Martin were on a um, on a course with the with late Brandon Summerfeld, and um, there were two Navy SEALs, um, yeah. SEAL boat team guys, anyway, up from uh, Alabama that were also auditing the course, and we were doing driving and shooting and um, unarmed combat stuff and all kinds of things like that. Um, and at the end of the course, it was kind of well, it wasn't even the end of the course. I think it was maybe a couple of days in. It was like a week long course thing. Uh, one of the guys. Uh, his assessment of of Martin and me to a lesser extent, but I think this is mostly directed towards Martin. Was like, y'all don't don't look like shit, but y'all know some shit. This <laughs> is really funny. <laughs> so that was uh, that summed up in my, in some ways that one sentence summed up Sistema for me. <laughs> you don't look like you know anything, but uh, but that's kind of by design, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's nice. the beauty of it, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
So, so, um, so after that, you've um, you, you met Vladimir. That was you on the path and towards becoming training and then becoming a, a, an instructor. Um, but you've also um, you have a lot of skill, and I've I've experienced this firsthand in um, in bodywork um, and in bodywork that seems very kind of systema style. You know, you do a lot of the um, the stepping massage, um, the work with um, pressure that, that kind of resembles rolfing and rossitus to a certain extent. And you always you also do very good uh, manipulations, holding people in positions where the muscles can release. How much of that did you learn? through Sistema and how much of it did you um, was was kind of like a parallel study for you how did you was professional body working something that you did kind of prior to Sistema or was that something that grew out of your study no. so um, that's real interesting that you could feel that <clears throat> so quick little short story I started doing massage it was just me and my mom uh, I was five years old at the time my mother taking a job as a, uh, she's she going to night school because my dad had this attitude that whoever made the money in the house made the rules. So my mom decided to go to school to get the same certification my dad had, which hmm. was to be a uh, nutrition. So okay. she, she would come. So they, you know, with her being like that, they eventually divorced. And it was just me and my mom and my baby sister at the time. So my mom would come home all beat up and wore out heavy uh, work boots, over coveralls, dirty with the hard hat on, and she would, yeah. you know, the, the little plaid shirt, you know, and she'd come in, pull all that crap off, and I'd run her a hot tub, she'd get in the bed, bath, she'd get out, she'd just fall in the bed, and she'd be like, can you rub my feet, rub my legs, rub my back, you know, that sort of thing. And yeah. for years, um, that's what I did. And, um, my, my tactile senses just got really yeah, you know, it, yeah. Um, I became really sensitive to, to touch, mm. to touching other people, and so fast forward, I did that for years. You know, all the way up through, um, even with like when I meet young ladies or whatever, you know. Yeah, we go out on dates. I start rubbing the hand and mm. you know make my way up to the shoulder. Go after that, but mm. um, moving forward into um, coming home out of the military, mm. I couldn't. I couldn't find a job that really meant anything to me. I sold insurance. I did a bunch of different stuff, man. Yeah, I couldn't find anything that meant anything to me. And my mother said, "Roy, you have a gift for massage. You should become on some stairs." Now we're talking uh, 2000 when uh, or 99 actually mm. when. Uh, Massage was it was more so for the wealthy, and it was more so for not it wasn't used for uh, health and, and things like that as sure. it is today. What you know, there was no massage in place. Like it, it just it wasn't like that. Yeah. Um. And so I had a very I don't say negative, but I just didn't know. And so I told my mom. I said, "Mom, I said uh, massage is not with men. I said that's not something that men do. That's hmm. that's." A woman's job. Women massage. Nobody's gonna pay a man to do massage. And she was like, "Boy, you sound ignorant. Like you need to look into that." Massage. <laughs> she says, "You have a gift." That's like a wise so, woman. Wise woman. Yeah, I, you know, I, I heard her, but it took a while. You yeah. know, I, I kept. I did construction. I did road paving. I did. I did a bunch of different jobs, man. Bouncing around trying to find. I even. I, I did MLM. <laughs> I did all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Trying to find something that meant something to me. 
And then um, I ended up getting a, a massage by a girlfriend of mine sent me to a, a, a spa here in Charlotte. Yeah. And um, a guy walked in. She was like, oh, I didn't know that it was going to be a male therapist. And I was like, it's okay. Yeah. He touched me inappropriately. We were fighting at him, you know. And <laughs> he, he looked at me and laughed. And the uh, guy, he's a big dude, built like a football player. Casey Truth looks at me and he laughs and he says, um, Yeah, nah, man, it's not nothing like that, man. He's like, just, uh, you know, lay on the table and, you know, I'll be back in and yeah. I'm going to take care of you and all that, right? You're smooth, you know. So I'm like, All right, cool. So I get on the table. He comes in, puts these big, gigantic hands on my back, hmm. and immediately, I felt like I was melting into the table. I was like, oh man, you know, I never had a professional massage before. Yeah. Oh man. And so I told him, I said, Casey, I said, um, I said, man, I never knew men did massage. I said, especially not black men. I didn't know. Yeah. And he was like, man, let me explain massage going to me. And uh, he told me that it's got to be in your heart. It's mm. not about the money. It can't be about the money or else you'll burn out fast, right? Yeah. So, um, now, mind you, this is at the same time I'm with Dean. We're doing the Ike Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. Um, Martin has come in. Yeah. And then Casey tells me about the school he went to for massage right near Charlotte. Mm. So I got on the phone, made an appointment, went in. I started doing, I started going to school for massage and training in Sistema at exactly the same time. Oh, wow. So it's really in parallel then. You kind of develop the, the, the knowledge and the motivation to do both around the same time. It was exactly the same year, same. Yep. So I was going to um, training and then I'd leave from training and go to school. And I was in school for like full-time job. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and vice versa, back and forth, back and forth. And so I was trying to show, I, was, I would do Sistema stuff in the class mm. The students in the class, I would show them stuff I was learning there. And at the time, I didn't realize that my massage was being influenced by system. I didn't even realize it hmm. um, at the time. But very much so, you know, for the last 16 years, I've been, I mean, it's hard for them not to intertwine, you know? So, so can you can you pinpoint something about the, the way that you do body work that, um, that is different because of um because of systema because i mean i've i've felt you do uh, work on me right and i felt it and and to me you just it seems like you have a heightened tactile sense a heightened sensitivity towards where the tension is in my body and really good systema practitioners like um at, at every level seem to have developed that sense somewhere along the way and that kind of stuff right but that's not something that all body workers have necessarily I mean, and not that's not to say that they can't be good in other ways right i've gone for deep tissue massages i've gone for like rolfing sessions i've gone for all kinds of different kind of body work and and they all have their own little niche you know i mean they they all have things that they're good at you know yeah. that they can adjust you in some way and make you feel better but that, that um that that sense of touch that sometimes it doesn't seem like it's something that um, that can be taught, right? That, like you said, your mother referred to it as like you've got a gift here and that kind of stuff, right? Do you think of it as a gift, or do you think as, of it as something trainable that somebody who studies Sistema can can benefit from, given given the uh, the technique at the same time as well? Because clearly, given enough time and training, people develop this, but not everybody develops it, right? Some people m massage poorly for years in <laughs> Sistema, so it's uh, yeah. So how do you view that? So. Um Someone's gift can become someone else's skill set, right? Mm. Um, 
it, but it does, it, it takes for there first to be a person willing to teach, and then a person has to be willing to learn. Um, and some people are, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, their ego doesn't allow them to to look at themselves in the mirror and see where they're lacking so that they can actually receive um, the lesson. But those that are, are willing to learn can absolutely be, be, be taught and allow um, the skill set to become a part of, of their ability, for sure. Um, so, for, for me, um, the thing that Sistema gave me that we didn't get in school was um, the ability to connect deeply with another human being, um, even before touch, through through our breathing, yeah, and through um, our internal awareness of ourselves. Because once you know, I have a little saying I, I say: um, it, once you know your body, you know every body, mm. and uh, I truly believe that. And so, because I spent so much time with myself and learning myself and understanding myself, yeah, um, and we're all human. I feel like when I come to you or I go to anyone that that, that needs that's open and, and and ready to receive and wants to help, yeah, um, I'm able to to affect positively affect their body on a, on a um, cellular level, on an energetic level, if you will. Sure, um, yeah. On a vibration level and help to reset and remove um, unwanted negative energies or pain patterns, if, if, if you will. Yeah. And, and absolutely, anyone can learn these things, but you have. Um, the work starts with, within yourself. So, so you have to start with the right, the right so attitude much. and mindset, like to to work. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's not about just getting on somebody's body and trying to bang out the pain and make it go away. Um, yeah. Because the body is very intelligent to a fault. You know. Um, so if you go to push on the muscle and bang it out, trying to make the tension go away, well, the muscle is going to protect itself. So yeah. Guess what? It's going to tighten up more. <laughs> you know. Um, and, and so, uh, you have to learn how to ask the body, uh, to coax the body to, to release, to let go of that tension. Yeah. Whether it's a mental, physical, emotional, whatever. Yeah. And that truly comes from understanding and knowing yourself. Yeah. Well, I can see a direct parallel right away in, um, in also just how we use Sistema, Sistema in a defensive aspect, right? In combat. I mean, it's, it's kind of well known to anybody who trains for a long time that, it, it, again, if you try and do the, the massage equivalent of banging tension out of somebody, and, and some people, you know, it, it's fun to fight and it's fun to hit people. And if you can hit hard, then it's, it's fun to be able to show you can do it. Um, but if you, if you work with somebody with the, with the idea that you're going to bludgeon them into submission, right? If they're trying to grab you, they're trying to tackle you, they're trying to hit you. Uh, 
and you just kind of have to keep hitting them until they stop right that's one way of working but and eventually if you have more skill than them you can hit harder than them if you you know you're a bit faster than them then that might succeed and and the bigger faster stronger guy will win and that sort of stuff right but where system really comes into it yeah exactly yeah like as long as all the other bets are off right um but where system already comes into its own is this idea that um if you work with them uh like you said like before the contact where you're, you're trying to kind of um, picture, you know, trying to feel what their body state is, what their psychological state is. And then you hit the muscles or you, you strike with um, just enough depth and just enough precision to try and get an effect that actually relaxes them, that actually kind of pulls it down. So you don't want to hit them too hard because sometimes they'll, or, you know, if you try and hit them too hard, sometimes the muscle will protect itself or the psyche will protect itself, right? And they don't want to be beaten down and, and they'll actually get more aggressive and more adrenalized. And, and that's where kind of you get that um, transition from soft work into stammer into, into to harder work that still does you know has considerable force and you hit hard but it's but you're hitting in a different way right you're, you're hitting with a different mindset you're not hitting to try and destroy the guy you're hitting to try and um kind of break up the thing that's making him want to fight you in the first place right yeah you, you hit him to help him yeah you know? and truly and it's it's, it's 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 difficult to do when you don't know yourself i'll tell you like um if if you if you can learn to forgive yourself on a daily basis for things that you do, mm. you know, we have a lot of hard talk towards ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, you forgot to, um, you put your keys somewhere, you forgot where you put them, you're like, damn, I'm so stupid. Where did I, you know, that, yeah. that's a very hard, negative thing to say to yourself, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and we do it quite often. So in small little things, it can be small little things throughout the day, but it all accumulates, right? Over yeah. Time. Hmm. And, and it, I mean, if, if you're against you and then they're against you, who's for it at the end of the day, right? No yeah. Like, all of you are fighting against you. Hmm. Um, and it's the same. If you learn to first forgive yourself for things, hmm. and you know your body, you know everybody. So then when this guy or girl or whoever comes to you, and it's quite difficult if you if you haven't spent the time with yourself and, and truly um, learned how to forgive yourself instantly. Hmm. You know, when a person comes to you to, to do harm or, or whatever, of course there's always going to be that that feeling of I need to protect myself. But yeah. that's fine. Let mm. let that come in. That's natural. That's fine. Mm. And then you got to look at this person as it's a human. This is another human being. They obviously have something going on with them, right? Yeah. You know, um, how can I help this person to not make this mistake? So first is if you can, you you it's through communication. Mm. You know, you're gonna take the time to try to defuse the situation as as quickly um, and amicably as possible. Neither one of us want to be hurt today. Yeah. So, you know, we just go on with our day. If the guy continues to persist, then of course you have to protect yourself. But now this goes into um, the conversation of putting your hands on another person. Hmm. When you hit the muscle, like like you in your observation, when you hit the muscle, if you hit it a certain way, what does it do? It tenses up. Yeah. That's actually that's actually giving it power. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's, what mm-hmm. that is. that's giving power. But there's another way that you can strike the muscle that will relax the muscle. Yeah, it will release the muscle. And if you can train yourself 
to be able to stay in the mindset of relaxing the other person all the time, hmm. then you won't have people fighting you back. When Not to say they won't never attack you, but if they do, once you put your hands on them, they won't want to fight you. They won't, you're not giving them the power to fight you. Sure. And, and that's, we've um, been working on that pretty heavily um, at Hatchers uh, yeah. as of late. And I tell my guys, I say, you know, we want to master the art of fighting without fighting. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's the goal is to, if we, if we ever do have to, to put our hands up and put them on somebody, we mm. want to do it in such a way that leaves them um, where they're able to make it home safely and soundly and they're not looking for revenge towards us. Sure. Right? Yeah. But where we also make it home safely and soundly as well. And if they end up having to take a trip to the hospital, it's only because of what they did, not because of malice or anger or us losing control in ourselves. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can also right away, like you said, you can scale that back even to like verbal arguments or verbal conflicts, right? There's, you can argue with somebody in such a way that you, that you win an argument and you shout somebody down and you show them that they're stupid or, you know, the error of the ways or something, but then they kind of resent you for it, even if they lose the argument and they kind of want to get you back at some point. And it's just pushing the argument further down the road to another point where they'll come back again and you just build this resentment and your relationship gets further and further apart, right? But if you can approach an argument in such a way that you're like, well, look, neither one, neither one of us want to hurt each other here, so why are we hurting each other, right? And maybe we can, maybe my goal here should be how do we extricate ourselves from this thing so that you get to leave the argument and I get to leave the argument and n- neither one of us is seriously hurt and you don't feel like you want revenge, right? So, and sometimes that's the best that you can do, right? <laughs> Especially with somebody who really doesn't want to see your point of view. The best possible outcome is that you, you go your separate ways without an, an accelerated or an accentuated feeling of like malice or like resentment or something like that, right? And if it's somebody that you love, you know, if it's, if it's your wife, if it's your spouse, if it's your significant other, what it's going to be. It's amazing, I think, how, how often we, we can get into those sorts of arguments, even with your kids you know that kind of stuff I mean why the hell are we arguing with kids <laughs> so it's, like, what are you proving winning an argument against you know a six year old or something is, is, is crazy um, but we kind of because of our pride and because of our defensiveness often we we need to reassert our status in some way and have somebody else know that we're, we're, the, we're the boss or we're in charge or that we were right and damn it I know that I'm right on this one you know that kind of thing um, and yet if we shift our mindset it's 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 going to be way better for relationships right it's just reminding yourself to do that in the moment I guess is the trick right <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, um, you seek first to understand and then be understood, right? So mm. um, I have a I have a, a, a saying that I, I, I wrote and I stuck it to my mirror and it, it, um, I read it every day because um, I'm always, every day I'm trying to, to be a better version of myself. Every day, every day I'm yeah. trying to be a better version of myself. And in the mirror, uh, it says... Um, I listen first before I speak. And so I, I really try to do that, you know, no mm. matter what the conversation is, no matter who it is, it can be it can be my my ten year old, it can be my twelve year old, it, it doesn't matter. It can be the fourteen year old, it can be the sixteen year old, it can be my twenty two year old, it doesn't mm. matter which yeah. one it is. I try to listen to them first. Mm. Hear where they're coming from, no matter how silly 
I might think it is from an adult standpoint. Hmm. I try to hear them out first. And then once I gather all the information, you know, I might chew on it for a bit. And then I can come back. And, and it allows, one, it shows, you know, respect for them. So yeah. guess what? They're going to respect me now and let me talk. Hmm. You don't have to have a shout match going back and forth. And yeah. I found the same thing with my wife, um, with my siblings, with everybody, actually. You know, it, it yeah. hasn't failed me yet. If you hmm. just give the other person the floor and let them speak. Even people, man, I tell you, people who like to make a grand show and get real loud and wave their hands and make, you know, even those people, if you just sit there and listen to them, a lot of times they'll get tired of listening to their own self talk. They'll shut up and yeah. give you the feeling, you know? But if you go back and forth, it's just like punching that person and giving that muscle power. Mm. They'll yeah. just, you know, you get louder, they get louder. You get even louder, they get even louder. It's like, ah. You're fueling the argument, you're giving it fuel like a you fire, right? The yeah. Well, you're you giving know. it oxygen at least. So. <laughs> Or gasoline on yeah. fire, you know. Yeah. And so, um, if but if you and that still again goes back to knowing yourself at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a great. Um, uh, sorry, man. Yeah, I'm saying. No, I mean it, it is what it is. You breathe, you stay calm, and then you, you do the work. Yeah. Definitely. I've read this great book um, by um, a guy called Mark Goulston. I think he's he's like a He's a therapist, I believe, like a counselor therapist, and it was called "Just Listen." And the, and the central precept of the book was was just that, you know, that we just don't give enough time to listen to people first before we make opinions, before we formulate arguments, before we try and figure out what's going on. And and the central thing was just to listen as deeply as possible and train that as a skill, and just try and get into that pattern instead of um, instead of jumping in too soon, right, with what you think the problem is or trying to fix their problem. Some people don't want the problem solved, right? They just want to tell you what their problem is, right? And then once they've done that, they feel better about it and they can just let the, the emotion associate with it dissipate and then then you don't have to fix the problem. Maybe it's it's not that big a deal, but I, I think, especially as men, sometimes we have this tendency to be like, I can fix that, you know? So, I'm sure I can help, you know? And it comes from a good place sometimes, right? It comes from a, you know, a helpful spirit, but it uh, doesn't always work out too well, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I always say let the um, let the professionals do do what the professionals do. Stay in your lane. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and no, I think actually, um, so um. I'm being conscious of your time here. We got um, we got rolled this up in a little bit, but I, I think that um, that mindset that you have, that that dedication, it's interesting um, to hear that you you really try and cultivate that, right? That you put you know, a, a sticky note on your mirror to say just listen and and to remind yourself to stay open to people. It's um it's it's also makes you a phenomenal learner, and I think and, and you're one of my favorite people to work with as a training partner. Um, a lot of time when we're at seminar seminars and things like that as well. And I, and I think part part of what defines your approach for me when you when you're studying studying system or when I watch you learning or when you're doing demonstrations with Martin or wherever it's going to be when people hold you up it's like you're in no hurry and you're in no um, you don't seem to have any kind of sense of urgency to kind of get it or to prove yourself that your whole approach is, is like your body is listening the whole time when, when you're working with somebody right whether they're punching you throwing you around wherever it's going to be you're, you're interested in the whole experience and I think that's not true of everybody right I think it's a, it's kind of a 
not a rookie mistake, but it's a, it's a common mistake that even follows people through that sometimes in Sistema, they're just waiting until it's their turn to do something, right? They're like, oh, and this now I just attack them and then they throw me on the ground and now it's my turn. Now I'm going to learn to do the thing, right? But um, I think great practitioners or, you know, dedicated practitioners, and, and I think you're a really, really great example or a great model of this, are switched on the entire time, right? You're learning 100% of the time because whether it's you, you know, performing the defensive movement or the technique or whatever it's going to be, or whether it's you providing the attack you never switch off you're, you're listening to the other person's body the whole time and i can feel that when i'm working with you i can feel this curiosity and this reaching right that's happening throughout the whole interaction and so you don't waste any time in your training at all right you, you're studying the whole time and I, I find that really uh, inspiring every time i work with you i feel like i want i want to cultivate that more in myself i appreciate that i um i believe in being in the now like because that's all we have yeah, I, I wasted a lot of time uh, worrying about things, you know, what, tomorrow, what am I going to do next week? I used to have this thing where I was, so it's embarrassing, but uh, when I was a kid, I used to always tell my mom, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I get 20, 25 and I'm going to, you know, pay off your house and take care of all your bills and they're not going to do nothing. And, yeah. and then when I, when I got to 25, brother, and I didn't have all those zeros and that $1 in front of it, hmm. in the bank, it was, it was, uh, seriously, man, you know, some people say that, but I really believe that it was going to happen, but I, I didn't take the necessary, I was so, uh, I was so caught up in what I had done the day before or sure. what I was going to do tomorrow. I never paid attention to the now. And by not being in the now, you can never truly create your future. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Because the only thing that you have that you're in control of is this moment. Yeah. The decisions that you make right now, I don't care what you write down as far as your goals for the future, unless you're working on them consistently daily, hmm. they're just they're just words on paper. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard that voiced in different ways by different people, but that's a that's beautifully put the way that you phrased it there. It's just plain and simple. This is this is the only space in which we get to affect anything, right? So if you yeah. waste time thinking about what you didn't do yesterday or what you didn't get done, or you waste time thinking about the destination too much, it's good to have goals. But if, if that's where your mind is, then nothing happens in the now, right? So definitely. Yeah. same thing on the mat, brother. When yeah. we're standing there face to face and we got our hands on each other, I'm not thinking about fact that you just need me in the leg or you just try to clip me and throw me down or yeah. I'm not thinking about I want to punch you in the chest or in mm. the left thigh with the right hand at this particular angle you know that's too much yeah instead of just feeling and moving and doing and then enjoying the process like I'm, I'm, a, I'm more about the process like what what are we doing right now and that's that's how I focus the training the hatchers, and that's what we do, um, you know, every day. That's every class, rather, because I don't have class every day. Um, sure. 
Yeah, well, so so speaking of the now, um, I've, I'm mindful of the you've got a head to hatches very shortly in the and teach a private class. So um, so how do people find you if they want to if they're in the Charlotte area or the kind of Western North Carolina and they want to kind of uh, drop in and try a class uh, at Hatches? Are you um, is it Hatches dot com or what's what's the website? Where's the best place to find uh, you? It's uh, HatchesJustBreathe dot com. Okay. Um, or you can, uh, if you're on Facebook, it's, it's Roy Lee. So just L E E R Y L E E. Okay. Um, and uh, you can also do the Hatches Just Breathe is a Facebook page. Yeah. I believe. Okay. Um, and so Instagram is Hatches Just Breathe. Everything Hatches Just Breathe. Hatches Just Breathe. Gotcha. Instagram, Facebook. Um, it still Hatches and Stem on Twitter. Okay. Uh, gotcha. You know, Cool. Okay. Well, I'll put all the links to that on the show notes. So hopefully if people are in the area, they want to try it out, they can give it a click. And I would certainly recommend anybody who's either living in the area or maybe like passing through for business, going to Charlotte or something, and then they train and they want to train with somebody um, high quality that um, Roy's the man. Roy's, Roy's a great, great instructor, and I highly recommend training with him. Yeah, I appreciate that. Great, man. All right. Well, hopefully we can maybe get you on um, talk a little bit more. As I'm really fascinated by this connection between um, bodywork and Sistema as well. Maybe we can flesh that out a little bit later down the line. But, uh, but for now, thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, we'll hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Keep doing the good work. Uh, I'll do my best, mate. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.